Hey guys, welcome back. It's Sarah and Narelle, your hopeless, not truthless Bravo recappers from the North. Please help us be a little bit less hopeless and a little more truthful by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Or if you really want to make our week, give us a five-star rating wherever it is that you're listening to us. We appreciate all of you so much. You can also follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at HopelessNotTruthlessPod and talk to us there. Well, Narbar, welcome back to another week of Manic Monday, baby. Tuesday edition. (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm feeling better, I think. So I think I'm on the up and up. I had my infusion yesterday. So my pain levels are, this is as good as it gets. And yeah, the whole sickness, the plague. I feel like I'm recovering. I'm still kind of gross. You guys can probably still hear I'm a, I'm a little gross, but I'm not disgusting. You're not so disgusting. I think I'm making improvements in that arena. So I'm very happy. I am very Woo-hoo. happy. How about you? I'm good. I'm just kind of a, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Is there something in the air? Is it the moon? Is it the cycle? What's going on, all of our ast- astrology friends? Because everyone I know right now is just like a bundle of tears. We're just, we're going through something. We don't really know what. Is it SADS? Seasonal Affective you know Disorder? It could be SADS. It could be SADS. I... Hold on, hold on. I have a SADS, a little quick SAD story involving tell my me. ex. Oh, tell us. Yeah. Tell us. Little, little old Timmy messaged me. Remember, this is the one who didn't reply to my boredom text that I shot out. He did reply, as I knew he would eventually. Okay. And I didn't respond to his first reply, obviously, because I'm no longer bored and I don't need you in my life right now. (laughs) And so then he reached out again and he just randomly told me, I'm really sorry for being such a jerk to you. And um, I have sads. I'm struggling with my seasonal. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. His excuse for. excuse for not for being a jerk to you is because he has sads yeah he has sads well you know what you have inspired me sir i that's what (laughs) i'm gonna say to my husband tonight i'm sorry i'm a bitch to you right now i have sads so get out of here i think though that that is a legitimate that's legitimately why everybody right now in canada anyways we're all dealing with dark rainy depressing it is sad yeah. bloody sad it's four o'clock i'm like it's pitch black i don't like that Mm-mm. i know Mm-mm. like i have such a boring life but because i have sads i needed to organize my house so to give me happies i needed happies <laughs> so i can't have happies with the chaos so i organized i went through all of my son's uh clothes he is six i have kept okay. every item of clothing oh, since god. he was born oh god Six years of clothing. Six years. For a there was child. Six tubs of clothes downstairs. Ginormous tubs. Wow. Opening up those newborn clothes. Nope. I got the sads back. The sads oh, no. were ripping. I was bawling. I was sobbing. Oh. And then the whole thing. It's just it's I'm a I'm a I'm a sads person this week. But did it bring you any fine. happies in the end? There were happies. There were happies. Okay. Um, you know. We, we decided to hold on to the newborn clothes just in case we decide 
you know, in the next year to have another little baby uh, or so. So we're going to do that. We're not, we haven't fully decided yet, but. Better yeah. to keep it then for now. Right. Yeah. If you're not sure, then. Yeah. It would be pretty shameful to, not shameful. For <laughs> <laughs> shame. I think the word was tragical, maybe. Wasteful. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> to get rid of it. Oh, that's exciting. Okay, well, now is it going to be weird if I ask you every month if you guys are trying? That's what my mother does. Oh, God. Well, you know what? I am similar <laughs> you to your mom sh- in a lot you two, of ways. <laughs> you two share many similarities. That is yep. for sure. Yeah, you should <gasps> maybe explore you that in therapy. <laughs> Why have you chosen a friend like your My mom? therapist canceled on me today <laughs> due to a family, personal family emergency. So I hope you're okay. Huh. I guess they're allowed to have those as well. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seems. So we shall see. That's interesting. That's that's my very sad, interesting life. It's not interesting at all. But that's all I got going on, guys. That's not true. You do have something that has made you very happy this oh. past week. This is how Sarah battles the sads. I am in a full-blown sourdough bread-making addiction, except I don't make the bread anymore. I make sourdough focaccia because it is way Mm. easier. And honest to God, it's the most delicious thing I have ever had in my life. I'm addicted to it. I can't stop. I crave it. I wake up. I'm like, I need that soury goodness in my mouth. (laughs) Sourdough bread is the best of all the bread. My God, and this has a little bit of oil. It's baked Stop in it. a little bit of Stop oil. Stop it. And Stop there's it. salt on top, and it's Stop salty it. and oily. I can't. And, but not too oily. These past two weeks, I have been eating carbs because I need to comfort myself somehow. And the first thing that I bought when I got sick was a big loaf of sourdough. And that mm. happened to be the day where I lost my fucking taste. Oh, so my God. So these past two so weeks, tragic. I've gone through two loaves. Two giant <laughs> loaves of sourdough that I have not been able to taste. So your happies are giving me sads. I'm sore. I'm so sorry. That's another thing that you have to freeze for when I come to visit. I can whip one of those babies up. It does take 24 hours, but all right. Well, I'm I'll on give it. you notice. I'll give you 24 hours notice. So good. Okay. Manic Monday, indeed. Very appropriate title because I'm feeling all over the place today. It's chaos. We're going to be talking about Real Housewives of Potomac today and Southern Charm. We decided to swap out Beverly Hills for Potomac because, you know what? I Potomac sucks. Let's be yeah. real. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to come up with a, a good, eloquent way of saying that. But yeah, no, I agree. Yep. Potomac, you have been banished to Manic Mondays. Yeah. Until you pick up your socks, you're, you're banished to Manic Mondays. Uh, Southern Charm is... Not nearly as bad as Potomac, in my opinion, but there's just not as much to talk about there. So we're going to start with Potomac, hey, Narm? Mm, yeah, sounds good. Okay, Get the shit out it. of the way. Let's go. <laughs> Real Housewives of Potomac, Season 8, Episode 3, Heaven is a Place in Potomac. Okay. Is it, though? Is I it? really <laughs> need to disagree from what I'm seeing. Same. We start off where it ended last week with Ashley exaggerating about what NECA said about Wendy being Osu and Robin still defending her relationship with Juan and not wanting to hold him accountable for any of his actions. 
Golly Jean Rel, are we tired of this yet? L O L. We are. We we absolutely <laughs> are. Uh yeah. I've had enough of the whole one situation. That can be done now. Wendy, Giselle, and Mia, they need to patch things up quick. You could cut the tension with a knife in here. Wendy and Mia kind of touched on the drink throw thing that happened last year, but it didn't go anywhere. And then Wendy invited only Ashley over to her children's christening. Mia does not seem as if she wants to move on at all. So Wendy called Mia slow compared to Wendy's own high vibration, mm-hmm. I guess. So maybe she meant to say low. I don't maybe. know why she went with slow. Right. Because even though she tells us later, like her son Jeremiah has an IEP and a speech delay, I don't know. Calling anybody slow is a little uh-huh. low. Uh-huh. Yeah. I. Uh- yeah, it's especially in this day and age, I don't think slow is an appropriate term. We have friends with children who also, you know, have disabilities of some sort, and they have been very educational in what kind of language to use. And slow certainly is not in the in the good list. Okay, no, Wendy just seems so smart. And she is so smart and respectful in a lot of ways, right? Which is why I honestly don't know if she really meant it that way. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. But you, I can tell, and I know you know this, this is going to carry on for at yeah. least three episodes. I know it. I can see it. Oh, absolutely. And dude, where is Candace? I feel like she is not on the show anymore. Where is she, Narelle? Uh, Well, she could be off doing a nine city tour. Maybe. Oh, okay, Candy. Okay, Candy. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Ugh. this group needs to get their shit together. Enough with the one-on-ones. What was this? Episode three? We just said it. Episode three. Uh, We're three episodes episode in, three? and the entire group has not ever been in one place at the same time yet. Yeah, that's fact. We need more full group events, like where organic drama can actually develop, because All we're having instead is Ashley stirring up shit that doesn't even exist. When Wendy tells Candace and Kiarna, I hope I said that right, about what Ashley told her regarding NECA, Candace is basically like, check your source, boo. And it's true, because the second Ashley says anything, you have to, you know, ask yourself, is this true or is it a lie? There's just no ability for any real reality any real drama to develop if everybody is kept separate and everyone's just in their own little one-on-one situation it's stupid this is worse than jersey at this point yeah there's so many people who hate wendy right now and then there's people who dislike candace and then there's the whole thing is so confusing i don't even know who rides with who no I appreciate Karen for so many reasons on this show. She is definitely in a league all on her own at this point. Yeah. Ashley's trying way too hard, though, as per. So Karen is making up with Mia. She's trying to do her thing. She's trying to get involved. Ashley is such a liar. I can't. I can't. I can't. And then she knows she does it on purpose to stir shit. And then the next week, she's like, oops. I do have to ask you one thing, Narelle. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that Wendy is actually going to wear white to her son's weddings? <laughs> <laughs> why why, why do I have a feeling this could come to fruition? I would not be surprised. <laughs> Something about boy moms. 
really irritates me when they talk about their sons in this way. Like, I feel so fucking sorry for the future daughter-in-laws trying to walk into this family with Wendy as a mother-in-law. No. Me too. Honestly, when she said that, I thought, I think she's serious. I think she is. I think she's joking, but I think it's based on the truth. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely crossed her mind. Yeah. Probably every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Karen and Ashley meet up after this and they're going to go dress shopping. Karen tells Ashley that Wendy called Mia slow and Ashley laughs and Karen says like, it would have been funny if she wasn't <laughs> dealing with her son, Jeremiah, who has a speech impediment. Ashley doesn't think that Mia is really upset about Wendy calling her slow. She does think that Mia is going to use it to further her own storyline because Ashley thinks Mia can ride it out. I do think that that is true. Yes. But I still don't think Wendy should have said it. Like, Agreed. you're giving Agreed. her license to ride it out for the rest of the season if she wants. You just, you can't say things like that, Wendy. You just can't. And she, she says things so quickly and so fast. And she's Windy Wendy. She's Windy Wendy. And I love her. I love her confidence. I love all of it. But she is high on herself. But when she gets going, it's hard to stop her, you know? Mm. So I think she just says things. I don't think she meant it in this way at all. But Ashley's right. Ashley knows Mia's going to use this, and she fucking is. <laughs> Probably because Ashley would have as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sweet little Ashley that tells Karen about her convo with NECA and chatting about Wendy being Osu. You know, she's like, I, I may. I may have implied that Wendy was Osu and that, you know, she may have misremembered She may have put too much sauce on it, and she may have definitely made it seem to Wendy that NECA was the one who said Wendy was Osu, but wasn't actually. And Karen's face. She's, oh, 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 God. Ashley. Were you you being messy? (laughs) You know, Ashley says, I feel guilty. And so you should. Yeah, so you should. You know, I'm 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 gonna clear it up. I'm gonna clear it up. You literally lied right to her face for real about something very very offensive. Why do you think she got cold feet and is changing her mind? And why didn't she see it through? <sighs> Maybe the whole hex thing comes out, and Ashley's like, I don't want to be a part of that. Uh, maybe, maybe she saw. She's like, Oh shit, Neca's gonna do this on her own anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna extract myself yeah. from the situation <laughs> so we got to talk about the communion party oh boy nope first of all i can <laughs> i can see where wendy gets it from because her oh. mom right out of the gate she we see her calling her grandchildren her own children because she birthed them by birthing wendy she birthed the other kids too mm. some yeah i mean sure that's logic okay there's so many things. I did love, though, when she was like, is Mia coming? Because if she is, I'm, I'm going to have to go to the car and get my raincoat. <laughs> and Kara's like, did she just clear a table? Did she just come up here and clear a table? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so funny. She is such a character. And I mean, it, it would be quite jarring, I think, if you didn't have experience around her before. But 
you know, like, yeah. I birthed these children. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. I guess maybe if you're used to Wendy, though, when you finally meet her mom, you're like, oh, yeah. It tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ashley clearly didn't take Karen's dress advice because Demi and Diamond are in the house and they are here to party. Did you hear what she said to Wendy when she arrived? She was like, I'm sorry about the girls. I just, I'm not used to dressing them. And I'm like, I, I choked. I thought, <laughs> Ashley. That's pathetic. Don't even say anything. If that's what you want to wear, anything. wear it. Don't apologize for it. That's These, awesome. They're her new storyline, those, those girls. So far, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, so obnoxious. I did love, you know, there's a little bit of tension, obviously, because Ashley's ex is suing Candace. But Candace seems... I don't know. Maybe she's on the new Erica Jane giving up fighting for Lent uh, path because she tells Ashley, you know, I will always be okay being in a room with you, Ashley. And I really respected that, especially for Candace was quite shocked. It was unexpected. I'm just so glad someone can make up in this group at this point. We need this. We absolutely do. Ashley brings up the NECA conversation to Wendy. She's like, I'm just going to get this done right away. And so she told Wendy, NECA didn't bring up the OSU rumor and she misrepresented that. And Wendy's like, cool, don't care. That's fine. Didn't have a problem. And I thought, mm, okay, it's a little bit shady. <laughs> Ashley is just so messy. It's it's way too much yeah. right out of the yeah. gates. And I think it is because, like, is she trying to secure a spot for herself on the show? By doing this, I think so. There's no actual drama happening. So if it wasn't for this stupid bullshit that Ashley's stirring up, where what we'd still be talking about Juan and Robin. We don't want that. That's true. That's true. I don't want to punish her for it. It sucks because I still don't want this kind of drama either. I don't want these one on ones. I want them to be in a group. I want Ashley to have conviction in what she says. Yeah. And she doesn't. Like to, oh, oh, Wendy, NECA said this. And then literally like two days later, I lied. That was wrong. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) I might have lied to your face. Yeah. No, it's, she's going through the motions. And they all are. Giselle. I mean, where is she? (laughs) I guess maybe with Jason at home. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's interesting because they all forgive Ashley, though. So she must do something right. She must. I think they're just so tired of it, too. Like Maybe. that comment that Candace made, she's like, Ashley's a lie. She's a lie. That's why her forehead is so big. It's full of lies. <laughs> like she doesn't believe a word that is coming out of her mouth. And we no can't either. Nobody can <sighs> now. So... The end of the episode is Neca and Robin meeting up for drinks. And Neca tells Robin she has previously met Wendy. And they had a conversation at an event or a concert or something. And her in-laws know her. So Neca says Wendy made it seem as if this was the first time that they had met. She then launches into quite the story Apparently, during the past three weeks, Wendy's family has been very aggressive towards NECA, and it's it's a little weird. Wendy's older sister has been contacting her husband's cousin. Let me get this 
right? Her husband's cousin saying Wendy was upset because she felt she was using her name to socialize with the women in the group, calling Mm -hmm. her names, saying she's a clout chaser, and that she needs to get a restraining order. What is going on? And it gets worse from there. She said Wendy's mom called NECA's husband's cousin saying, have I prayed with you before? Have I ever prayed against you? And then started saying that it's a sin to use somebody's name against you and that she has a shrine. And (laughs) I can't. And that's where she puts the names of people. And then NECA's like, this woman put a hex on me. This woman put an, a hex on me. Narelle. I know. I don't. I hate to laugh. But. Robin starts joking about how, well, with everything that's been going on with me, I think she must have put a hex on me as well. <laughs> like, I'm sorry for laughing. It's so fucked up and outrageous. It I is. don't even know where. Is it true? To believe. Is it true? Did Wendy's <laughs> mom say this? I mean. These are very specific details. Yes. Too not, specific. Yeah. Like the husband's cousin twice removed. And <laughs> the shrine. The shrine. What did she say? Call the people at. Uh, the DMV. The DMV and tell them. <laughs> what does that even mean? I, well, they probably screwed her over. So the DMV got hexed. <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> Is that what she meant? I was like, why do we want her driving record or something? I don't understand. I don't know, Narelle. I don't want to laugh at anyone's culture or their religion or what have you. I think we do got to touch on the editing that Mm. was taking place during the filming of the communion. So we're getting this story from NECA that is very outrageous and ridiculous it's hard to believe but it's also so detailed that it's hard not to believe but the actual editing that was happening over top of the communion i felt kind of gross about Mm it i don't know her mom was saying a prayer over the kids and there was this spooky music going on in the background and it was obviously we're supposed to be judging whatever this little religious Mm -hmm. event we're supposed to be judging it as creepy but in my head I just kept thinking this was probably a really special moment for this family that they were hoping to have documented on this reality show and like have that filmed and now it's been tainted by this whole voodoo thing and listen I was really excited for this voodoo stuff. I was. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be. Honestly, I know it's wrong to say. I'm still excited. I saw the <laughs> clips from next week and I was howling. <laughs> I thought it was going to be funny voodoo. Like I was looking forward to some lighthearted voodoo. This Maybe. feels like judgmental voodoo and I don't mm. like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I, I totally, totally understand what you're saying. I'm hoping they can turn it around and it isn't. But when I saw the preview for next week with that candle dropping to the ground, when they mentioned the hex and they're all going, ah, I know. Like that's <laughs> fucking funny. That's the kind of lighthearted video. I just, I, I did not love the, the music the spin in particular that they're yeah. putting on what looked very innocent to me. I would have been very disappointed watching that back if that was my family on the screen, having like a communion celebration. Something very, very deep to, you know, deeply important to them. 
And they did really highlight Wendy's mom and her eccentricity. Mm-hmm. I I did kind of feel like the music that was played for me personally, I thought it was because the two wicked witches were over on the other side of town at the same time, like gossiping about them. But I do understand what you're saying. And it was definitely to link and to get our minds going about like, oh, look at her. They're praying. What a creep. For sure. I mean, I got to say... I was insanely irritated by the way Robin has not only befriended NECA instantaneously because she hates Wendy so much, but also because she lapped up this gossip like the most dehydrated person on the planet Earth. (laughs) She sure did. She did. Yet we are not allowed to talk about Juan signing a goddamn hotel receipt for another woman. Okay, girl, come on. No. I really hope Wendy and her family's name is cleared And this can be fun voodoo. I never want to disparage someone's religion, their culture, and to make it look evil and scary. Like, that's dangerous territory, you know? I wanted it to be true. Oh, there might might really be a hex. And there might really be a shrine. (laughs) I don't, yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. If that's (laughs) your thing, go for it. Yeah. I guess, I guess we'll see. We'll see next week. I'm excited for the pickleball turn. Have you ever played pickleball, by the I way? Have never. Have you? Oh, it's so fun. I fucking love pickleball. My ex, we used to go down to visit his uh, parents in Palm Springs, and they oh, were like yeah. pickleball fanatics. Every, like, all I think about is Randall. <laughs> well, any you retirement community, you go in there, they take it very seriously. <laughs> okay. So. Okay. Sean, my ex Sean and I used to go and play against these like pickleball fanatics who are all in their 70s. Oh, and shit. they would absolutely wipe the floor with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're like in our 20s, like in our prime. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. boom, boom, like fucking it was wild. Oh, so shit. I want to see some pickleball action next week. Me too. <sighs> All right, girl, let's head over to Charleston for Season 9, Episode 10, A Royal Reckoning. Okay, so we start out this epi with Shep telling Whitney and Miss Pat that he woke up next to Taylor in Linville, and he's not leading her on. They just kissed. (laughs) You know what? I know I still have a little bit of affection towards Shep. Definitely, definitely dimmed down, but I believe Shep. I, I genuinely do when he says they only kissed. And I really do think he stopped that from going any further only because he didn't want to make things worse for himself with Taylor going forward. I agree with you. He did make a comment as well when they woke up something about like, hey, little Miss Kissing Bandit. Bandit. Yeah. Or whatever. And I do believe that he stopped it. I think I she wanted more. Yeah, for sure. She, like she she still wants more. But I, I do have to say, I'm with Miss Pat. This group is so super incestuous. Mm. And is incest the latest Bravo trend, Ralph? What's what's happening here? <laughs> Twice in a week? What's, that, what's going on? Well, yes. Southern Charm has always been incredibly incestuous. I think it's a Charleston thing, too, though. I don't think, like, mm. the... Women to men ratio in Charleston is very skewed. So there's not That's that fair. many um, pools to dip your toe in, unfortunately. Kind of like Vancouver. <laughs> Do you find it 
odd or annoying that uh, Taylor crawled into bed with Shep after he spoke to her the way that he did. I think that it was probably such a regular occurrence for them in their relationship for him to be verbally vicious in that way. Like he literally said in front of a group of people, yeah, I enjoyed cheating on you. It was fun. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she tried to go to bed with him afterwards it's almost as if it's a weird form of foreplay for them because I really do think Shep was incredibly mentally and emotionally abusive towards Taylor during their relationship so it seems like a weird cycle that they fell back into that night so I didn't love that I wish that she had gone home I would have left I would have left too honestly I I could not handle I mean I wouldn't have stayed with Shep so I wouldn't have dated Shep well, I can't say that. what you were literally in love with him, but like, I I would never <laughs> date him. Do you know what I mean? There's like a difference. Yeah. See, this he is the would... difference between you and I. You have a little crush on Shep, and there's yeah. parts about him that you love, but you'd never date him. Right. I think he's fucking disgusting, and I'd probably dedicate ten years of my life to trying to. <laughs> you have him. dated a Shep, like <laughs> many Sheps. Mm-hmm. I know. I uh, the thing is with Taylor, she she wants so desperately to fix Shep. She is so in love with him. She will always be. I don't know if it's in love or obsessed. She it's the money. I think it's. I it think could she be. really wanted to be in a relationship with a man that was going to offer her the lifestyle that Taylor she likes. Wants. The lifestyle. She likes the fun, the excitement, all of those things, but. I mean, Taylor, you also want kids and you want to get married. Mm. And again, we're going back to it. Shep has been very honest with you from what we have seen. He's been honest with the viewers. I think I think Taylor enjoys it a lot more than she's leading on like that drink throw. You don't do that. To, well, they were in a public place. I was going to say you don't do that to someone if you're genuinely scared of them, but... I think you're right. It's, it is like a weird little foreplay. Mm-hmm. Come chase after me. Come and come and beg for forgiveness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I get it. It's that, it's a toxic roller coaster. And yeah. you do get addicted to it. I would fall into it, I'm sure. So <laughs> the opposite of Shep, who <laughs> JT, goes to all the effort of making a picnic. He's got a charcuterie board. He's got champagne. He's got glasses. Brings oh. it for Taylor. I felt really bad for the guy it's very obvious like he loves her he does poor jt he's so obsessed with her he's trying to be mr nice guy he's trying to be mr nice guy he cannot hide his anger or his jealousy about taylor's recent behavior and then when taylor tells him that she was the initiator (laughs) with austin uh, you could see his heart just like fell out of his oh. ass. It was like, oh. oh, oh, you initiated it. Oh, that's, oh, that hurts. Oh, that got me. Oh, <laughs> I feel, I feel so sad for JT because he's that guy, you know, he's always going to be the friend, the backup plan kind of like, and he's just that guy. It's not even looks, it's nothing. He will find his you know, his queen one day, I'm sure, but it it ain't going to be Taylor. Okay. No. <laughs> I could not believe when Taylor said she she was the one to initiate things. I'm glad she said it, though, because it does track for me a little bit. So 
Austin and Craig meet up and Austin says, you know, I know Olivia's head is all over the place. Like, like totally. And that's why I'm like literally not trying to jumble it up any further and literally just trying to be friends with her. He then tells Craig he is doing his best to compartmentalize to be friends with her, which was very interesting. Mm. Austin says that he thinks after what Shep said to Taylor and then her ending up in in Shep's bed was the most pathetic thing he's ever seen in his life and the most pathetic maneuver of hers ever. And I thought, do we have a little jealous boy on our hands? I think we might. I mm. think we might. Those were I some fighting words. Though it was so bad. And he's like, I'm not going to be there to pick up the pieces with her next time because I have told her to stand up for herself and demand more respect from other people. Like, he's so wise. So wise. I I just like Austin more than Shep. I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw it out there. I definitely do not. I cannot stand out of all of them. Austin, to me, is the worst. But I think... Oh, I thought you said just said you liked him more. No, he is... I despise him more than Shep. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Totally agree. Totally okay, agree. Okay. I was like, oh my God, really? Same. Same. So same. He's snake in the grass. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our annual guy's dinner. Guy dinner. Guy dinner. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Miss Patricia broke her back. Otherwise, she would have been down there with her adoring men, and she's the only woman, and it's her fantasy, and she loves it, and she does it every year, every season. I'm not a fan, but the guys show up in their best smoking jackets, and they all happen to be the exact same smoking jacket. So there must be like a smoking jacket (laughs) store, a rental store for smoking jackets in Charleston. Very comfortable. I like Other that. than Whitney's. Whitney's the only yes. one who obviously owned his own. That's right. <laughs> so Shep arrives first and you can see the anger and the change in his mood as soon as Austin arrives. His foot is shaken. It's about to fly off. And in typical Shep fashion, he's pretending everything is fine. He's pretending he's fine, but he is just like shaken. That that leg it just yeah, jitters it's a lot he immediately tells austin like they sit down they get a drink and he's like hey austin taylor's dog and her car it's at my house right now <laughs> so random so unlike shep i know well see, here's the thing though i think shep and austin it's not even about taylor now mm. like it's about taylor but it's about shep and austin they are duking it out and austin like his face he's like Whatever. Cool. Like, tries not to even react. So Shep and Taylor had lunch together. Austin is just, he's awfully quiet. Doesn't have anything to say. He's a little too quiet, Nar. He's a little too quiet. You know, that we had Craig. He was, Craig just cracks me up because he's such a shit disturber on so many levels. He is like the Ashley Darby of Charleston. (laughs) Which I kind of love because he's not a liar for the most part. Uh, so Craig says, you know, I want to plan a trip with the whole group to Jamaica because Shep's like, I want to get to know Paige more, Craig. Bring her out. He's like, no, nah, we don't really do that, which I get to. They don't see each other that often. They want to hunker down. and No, and they're not really partiers anymore. No, and pa- I mean, we all know Paige is not a partier. So I, I get it, but 
We're going to Jamaica and I cannot wait for that. But before much else happens, the dinner bell rings and the guys get served the most delicious looking beef wellington I've ever seen. Have you ever had it, Narelle? No, I haven't. Me neither. I, wa- I told Troy I want to make one for our New Year's because oh I think God. it would be such a feat. Like, obviously, I a smaller. I feel version. like that would be a really not fun meal to make on New Year's. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Maybe you could find a frozen one. Fun to eat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I like a challenge, you know me. So Whitney asks the guys, like, how did the trip go? He wasn't there, of course, because Whitney's way too fancy to really spend more than about three hours with these people. So Austin mentions, you know, right at the dinner table as they're eating their delicious little beef wellington that, you know, Shep got whiskey mittens, which... I have never heard that expression before, Norel. I have no idea. No, I thought that was a typo, but it was in the closed captioning. Closed captioning, so. yeah. He had whiskey mittens and also a rampage. So Shep got very defensive right away and tells Austin, like, you don't have a leg to stand on, Austin. And I chose to be a gentleman. But Craig says, no, Shep, you are a lot more angry than you let on. Like, shut up, Craig. Shut up. (laughs) The anger inside of Shep is bubbling over, but he claims, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a fairly happy human being and everything is going well, which is very clearly a lie. It is. And Craig can see it. And he knows that if Shep doesn't address it. Whiskey mittens, the return of whiskey mittens. (laughs) Like, Shep is just, he's not able to keep it contained for that long, so... He's got to let it out a little bit. <laughs> Craig wants to help him. Yeah. I think my lowest point of this episode was seeing Austin try to fit a giant bite of beef wellington <laughs> <laughs> inside of his mouth with his giant tongue at the same time. And he failed to manage both of them at the same time. Followed closely by the scene where he is also eating his baked Alaska and it quickly flashed over to Austin. If you weren't looking, you would have missed it. He had ice cream all over his face. <laughs> Stop it. No, I missed it. I was writing. It was like, all of his top lip, his bottom lip. This man has no control of his mouth. He needs like it mashed up or blended up next no, time. No, I, I can't. I cannot. The beef wellington, he actually threw his head back. And he had like... <laughs> So much meat in his mouth and you could see his tongue because he eats with his mouth open. He's disgusting. I hate everything about him. Yeah, big, big ick, big ick. I gotta, I would be with Craig, I think. I'd also be pushing Shep. Like, you gotta be a little bit more honest. You have to own up to it. But Shep just doesn't want to admit to it. He gets so annoyed, he eventually gets up and walks away from the table because he doesn't want to lose his friendship over this. But then he like he leaves the party without yeah. even saying goodbye to Whitney, which is in Shep's shocked. world and in Whitney's world. That's very rude. Oh, because if anything, Shep does have exquisite manners in Charles. Yeah, like for exactly. standards. That just goes to show how pissed off and like irritated he was. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I do feel bad for Shep in a lot of ways because... Do you think he was justified in his feelings? Yeah, I 
I do. I think Shep tried really hard to keep it in and mm-hmm. handle it, like he said, like a gentleman. Yeah. And he probably thought that would be okay with it. I think Shep is the type, the type of person who likes to sweep things under the rug, carry on. But because it keeps resurfacing over and over and over, he can't continue to ignore it. He's angry about it. He's got giant piles under those rugs. Right. He's tripping over them now. Do you think he's going to be able to continue to suppress the anger or is it going to like explode? I don't think Austin will let him suppress it. I don't think so because I think Austin knows Shep quite well as well. So mm-hmm. he knows if he doesn't address it, this is purely a guess, but if he doesn't address it with Shep, then Shep is going to go whiskey mittens and <laughs> got to find out what up. whiskey mittens means. <laughs> it's my favorite expression. I have a lot of people I want to use this on. Okay, whiskey mittens. Get out of here. Oh, my God. You know what I am thinking of. You know one. Austin and Whitney and Craig are talking, and he is still very adamant that him and Taylor did not sleep together. But he did say Taylor was the one who made a move on him while they were jamming, which is also like... Craig was like, what do you mean? What? Like with harmonicas and the tambourine, like... (laughs) I have no we were dancing we were dancing dancing oh. around and then he like demonstrates with Whitney and makes Whitney Austin and he's Ugh. Taylor and judging by that scene she really did instigate it was her. that yeah it was her it was her it was and I just like Whitney's laugh <laughs> <laughs> His little, his little dance moves. He's like Mr. Burns. Yeah, he is so Mr. Burns. He's, he just cracks me up. I My jaw dropped when Craig brought up that, you know, since the first day you saw Shep and Taylor together, Austin, like, there was sexual tension between you guys. I was like, no, there wasn't. No. And then Craig clearly proves there was. And Austin's like, oh, yeah. Uh, Austin says... I don't feel bad about my hookup with Taylor in the moment. I didn't. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he has any regrets. Uh, I also think Craig really stumbled upon a discrepancy in the timeline at this point because Austin is insisting it was only the one time she only ever kissed me in my kitchen. And Craig is like, oh, hold on. I thought it happened in New York because that's what Taylor has been saying. Yeah. So Austin seems very fuzzy and uh, a little bit confused and contradictory on when the one kiss occurred. He said, well, I never said it was in New York. I never, no, it only ever happened in my kitchen. Okay. If I was a betting man, I would be betting money that it has happened multiple times. Yeah. Or... That there is a reason that Taylor wants everybody to believe it happened in New York and not after. Mm. Maybe it really only did happen in the kitchen, but Taylor, for whatever timeline reason, doesn't want anybody to know that. So there's two options here. It happened in New York and in the kitchen and in the bedroom and in the car and in the bar (laughs) and in the bathroom Uh or... It did just happen the one time, but there's a reason Taylor's lying about it. Forbidden fruit. Nothing is more appealing to Austin than forbidden fruit. So Yeah, exactly. And the more that Shep uh, hooks up with Taylor or like does this little backpedaling thing, the more that Austin is going to become 
livid and irritated because he thinks Taylor's too good for Shep and she's not taking his advice. And that's probably how he's going to go about getting Shep to explode because Mm -hmm. he's going to be so irritated. It's it's a weird dynamic. It's going to be wild to see these two men duke it out. It, it It is. It is. I'm scared. And honestly, I'm team Shep on this one. I think he has tried to handle it. I The fact he cheated on Taylor is despicable. I totally understand that. But I think in this situation, at, okay, he took it out on Taylor. He did. But he has been pretty... For a Shep. Okay, I'm making excuses for him. Okay, it doesn't matter. I can't get away with it. But he does seem to be like letting her say whatever she wants. It doesn't matter. They're all assholes. Okay. No, nope, I think they Shep are. and Taylor are perfect for one another, honestly. The more so I watch. Ta- so are Taylor and Austin. But so are Taylor and Austin. You're the right. The three of them together could be really happy. Oh, Norella. I mean, Austin loves a threesome, so... No, yeah. Could true. just be the best of both worlds. <laughs> oh, I don't think oh. I'm team anybody. I could not pick nah. a person on that show that I'm for. I'm team JT. I am sometimes, but most of the time I'm very annoyed by him. Yeah. Well, guys, that is pretty much the end of Southern Charm and the end of another Manic Monday Tuesday edition. Thank you guys so much for coming along with us and hanging out with us. Uh, We hope you guys have the best week and we will see you on Thursday when we recap Salt Lake City and whatever other ones that we decide to recap. A whole bunch of things. (laughs) (laughs) Love you guys. Until then, stay truthful and not hopeless. Love you. Love you.